Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Inshallah, you are all doing well. The inspiration for this podcast came from a recent conversation that I was having with my co-worker. And she lives on the ranches in a county a little north of our house. They have farmland and animals and stuff. And all my life, I grew up in suburbs and large cities. I've never been exposed to the farm life, at least not in the long term. So I always find it fascinating. But this co-worker started talking about how disorganized her farm life was. And that got me thinking that it's weird because I thought that city life was disorganized. <laughs> so there's so much clutter in our homes and storage problems and the whole thing. Even though we're both living different lives, we both struggle with this organization. So needless to say, that is a human condition and it's a shared experience. Issues with clutter and disorganization are not unique to city dwellers or farmers. They are universal because the human experience is universal. But this conversation with her got me thinking about the topic of organization and how I coached myself out of the habits of clutter and how much more calmer my life seems to be now, alhamdulillah. To start with, there are multiple clients that come to me and say, if I was a little more organized, things would be easy. I mean, I hear you. But let's just say you cannot become organized unless your mind is organized. You cannot create calmness from a chaotic mind. Chaotic mind only knows how to create chaos and disorder. And only a calm mind can create calmness and order in your physical space. So if you can just understand this difference, it will make such a huge difference. Disorganized life is a lack of mental organization. By viewing organization through this lens, you can gain a significant advantage over most individuals. This is because a structured mind leads to an orderly life. And internal organization ultimately manifests in external organization. Once you grasp the significance of internal calmness, you'll be surprised at how effortless it is to simplify things externally. Our brain possesses an extraordinary planning component that enables us to achieve fulfilling and purposeful lives, mostly by keeping ourselves organized and productive. And this is the key to unlocking a profound satisfaction and happiness in life. That's the power of mental organization, and it can transform your life in ways you never thought possible. Think of your mind as a big library. It's jam-packed with books and digital resources of all kind, but they're not neatly organized on shelves. They're just sitting in the library haphazardly in random fashion, some books piled up on tables, some resources on the floor, other collecting dust in the corner. There are some sections in the library about your memories, like your autobiographies, tales about your past that you've written and rewritten in your mind over and over again. But they're not in store in an organized fashion. And every time you pick up an old memory book and flip through the pages, you're actually rewriting it differently before you store it again. And then there is huge sections on subconscious thoughts. These books and these digital resources represent your thoughts. And the section on subconscious thoughts is the largest. They're like those hidden gems buried deep inside the stacks, waiting to be discovered. You might not know where they are or what they are, but they're incredibly powerful when you bring them into light. So most of us are going through life with a mental library of thoughts that is rather random. It's unorganized. 
You access any book, any piece of information, any time, and it's not stored in any order. The process of having an organized life begins with having all the books and files in order in our brain. You have all these sections that are positive and negative, sections about judgment, about the self and others, sections on self-loathing and negative self-talk. And most of these are buried deep in the subconscious thought. These are the files that you don't even realize are there, but are always running in the background, taking up precious processing power. Those hidden files are the rogue apps that are running in the background, slowing down your whole system. So decluttering starts with mental decluttering. Take a look in the subconscious section and see if there are any outdated files that don't serve you anymore. Maybe you've been running on a program that you didn't even realize is open and this has been running since you were a kid and now it's not relevant in your life anymore. If you facilitate this process through coaching, you start to declutter your mind. You start to understand which section each piece of information belongs in and then you can decide if you want to keep it or if you want to throw it out. It gives you room to bring in new books, new resources, new plans, new ideas. To get rid of the old and unhelpful, you have to recognize it as such. So it's time to roll up your sleeves and give your brain a little makeover. We're talking about cleaning out the cobwebs, tossing out the junk, and cleaning up your mental space in tip-top shape. Always start with recognizing, are the thoughts you're having useful? Are they doing you any favors? Or are they just taking up valuable real estate in your brain? It's like having a closet full of clothes that you haven't worn in years. They're just cluttering up the space. So just like you'll think about decluttering a physical space, think about decluttering your brain. Lift up those thoughts, examine them, and clean around them. The easiest way to do that is through a thought output. You write down everything for 10 minutes and you don't edit. That's how the clutter of this library will come into your vision. After 10 minutes of unedited writing, you will take a highlighter and highlight just the facts. And this is where you have to separate yourself from your thoughts. You have to really become the watcher of your thoughts. At this point, your whole mission is to highlight just factual information. You'll notice that while you're doing the thought output and writing everything, all of it will appear like a fact. But the power of the highlighter is that it only goes on things that are universally true. So out of everything you write, only 5 or 10% will be highlighted. The rest of the written material is your opinion. Some of those are the rogue media files of the mental library that needs to be decluttered. So I will give you my example. My garage is a shoe closet. It's a gym. It's the storage for toys. It's a pantry overflow area and a bunch of other things. It's a storage for my art studio, storage for winter clothes, area where we store our travel accessories, luggage, and any and all of winter clothing. So you can imagine there's no room to actually park the cars in the car garage. And this creates a lot of mental clutter for me. So for me to engage in the thought output practice that I'm recommending to you guys, I will be writing down everything I think about the garage. And at the end of the 10 minutes, I will take a look at it. It will be like I have taken everything I think about this situation and I've put it on paper. And it all starts with me understanding that there is a topic or a subject in my life that I want to create change in. And that's what I do the thought output around. And this process is like taking an inventory of a small section of a massive library of thoughts. 
With this exercise also comes the clarity of what I actually want my physical space to look like. And it also comes with the clarity of what end result do I actually want to see from this. After I write things down, then I will become the observer of what I wrote down. I don't do this work to figure out how horrible I am that I have a disorganized garage. You do not engage in this type of intrinsic coaching to figure out what's wrong with you. That is never the point. You do it to identify what to organize and what to trash. This is to be used strictly as an awareness exercise, not a way to make yourself feel worse about any situation. In my case, I am not to use this thought output to make myself feel worse about the garage situation. With the highlighter and the observational capacity that my brain has, I come to recognize the circumstance is that I have a garage and I walk into the garage at 6 p.m. on a Tuesday. My tendency will be to make everything I wrote down into a fact. At that point, I'm thinking to myself that I'm using the garage as a storage room and that feels like a fact, but it is my opinion. A lot of people use the garage as a storage room and they're perfectly fine with it. My other thoughts are, the garage is so messy, I am so unorganized. These are the opinions about the garage and myself. They're not facts. Only fact is that I have a garage and that I walked into it at 6 p.m. on Tuesday. This is a circumstance. And all circumstances by definition are neutral, meaning they don't carry an inherent meaning unless a mind applies a meaning to it. And in this case, the meaning that my mind is applying to it is that it is so messy and there's not even any room to park cars in here. So my nervous system thought is, there's too much stuff in here. And as a direct emotion from this thought, I feel overwhelmed. And from this place of overwhelm, the actions I take is mostly just spin in my head. I delay actually organizing the garage. I mostly worry about how much needs to be done. I'm constantly feeling bad about not having it done. And I create more evidence that I'm not organized. And as a direct result of these actions, the result I create is that there's too much stuff that remains in the garage. This result directly proves my thought, which is the language in my brain that tells me there's too much stuff in there. This feeling of overwhelmed creates emotional clutter. These thoughts about constant rumination of how much needs to be done creates mental clutter. None of this actually helps me clean the garage. To have a clutter-free space, I have to start with a clutter-free mind. That starts with sentences in my mind. So since my control lies with the conscious mind and the language that's in it, and if I think to myself there's too much stuff in the garage, I feel overwhelmed, which then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, then I really have to question, why am I thinking this thought which is not serving me? Instead, one thought that is also available to me that's a little bit more productive is that I can clean one drawer in the garage one day. And in a sense, that feels like it's doable. I feel a certain sense of calmness if I'm only putting myself in front of cleaning one drawer at a time. From this feeling of calmness, I create focus in my actions. I create cleaning the garage drawer. And after I'm done organizing one drawer, I have created evidence for myself that if I could do it once, I could probably do it again. And the result is that I prove to myself that I can clean small spaces at a time. And through repeated actions, that will result in a clean garage. 
through persistence and consistency, which again cannot be created through overwhelm. It can only be created through calmness. So to create a clean, fresh, minimalist living space, you have to create it in your mind. It's about taking all of your mental clutter and organizing it into mental bins. By doing this, you're able to better prioritize your thoughts and goals, which will then ultimately lead to a clearer and more focused mind, which leads to a cleaner physical space. Take a moment to examine your thought processes. When you let your mind run wild, where does it go? Are your thoughts habitual? Are they running on autopilot because you've never slowed down to push the pause button and you've never slowed down to examine them? Are you making them seem like they're a part of you? They're a part of your identity. Do these repeat thoughts create desires in you for things you don't actually need? And where is your mind most efficient? Is it efficient in creating drama? Or is it efficient in creating value? Is it efficient in creating a clean, organized space? By understanding your thought patterns, you can better determine what thoughts are worth keeping and what thoughts you should let go. You do not attempt to understand your thought patterns to beat yourself up. That is an unsustainable way of keeping your mental hygiene in check, not to mention that feels horrible. And when you do bring in a new thought and you're deliberately practicing thinking it, make sure it's worth the space it's taking up. And your brain is like a container with a limited amount of fuel. You don't want to waste that precious fuel on useless random thoughts. That's why it's extremely important to approach your thoughts with intention and purpose. Think about what you want to create with your mind and then focus on thoughts that will help you achieve that. Get your mental space in shape. Perform daily mental hygiene and start living your best life. Let's clear out the old, outdated thoughts that are holding you back and focus on cultivating new, rewarding thoughts that will help you achieve your goals. I know, I know, it's easier said than done. But there are two tools that I think are the best ways to focus your mind. The first tool is asking questions because your brain loves to answer questions it's presented. So instead of saying, I don't know, ask your brain questions like, how would I find out the answer? Who do I have to become to know the answer to this? And the brain will immediately get to work in seeking out the answers. You'd be surprised at what it can do when you give it a little push. And the second tool is choosing high quality thoughts. Your brain is the most powerful piece of organic technology on the planet. So let's treat it as such. Because when you choose luxurious thoughts on purpose, you will start to feel the effects of it in your life. Because just like you have to take out the trash in your home, you have to do the same with your thoughts. Take everything out in your mental closets and put it on paper in the exercise of your thought output. And only put back thoughts that are healthy and that serve you. Your brain will thank you for doing this. It does take extra time out. But it cuts down on so much time and energy that your brain is otherwise using in creating drama and clutter. This is a method of Marie Kondoing your mind before you can Marie Kondo your house, your office, your car, or any physical space that you want clean and clutter-free. With that, I pray that inshallah this message was as clear as I could possibly make it. I also pray that, Ya Allah, we seek your help and guidance for us as Muslim women who desire to take control of their minds and declutter their lives and create cleanliness and tidiness 
in their minds, hearts, souls, and their surroundings, that you guide us and you help us. We pray that you ease our journey and grant us the strength to let go of the old, to release what is not serving us, to recreate a subconscious mind that helps us in our spirituality. O oh Allah, fill our mind with beneficial thoughts that bring us closer to you, that help us create a more meaningful and purposeful life, a mind that helps us create a peaceful and tranquil space around us. I pray that we do that so that we as individuals can thrive and so that our loved ones can thrive, so that we can help our communities and the people in it in their worldly affairs. Ya Allah, grant us the wisdom and determination to consistently work towards our goals. Grant us patience, perseverance, and finally, we ask you to bless us with the ultimate success in the afterlife. Ya Allah, through your mercy, grant us spaces of peace and prosperity. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah, I will see you there.